This is On The Left Side, the funny football show. Now, we can talk about don't react and do react and over the top and all that. The supporters of any club in any league in any country should not be on the field. Hello there, I'm Jim. It's time again to take a tour through the sights and sounds of football, stopping at the most hilarious of stories from the last few days and poking fun at their ridiculousness. This is On The Left Side. No doubt that the FA Cup saved the very best till last this weekend, with Monday night's matchup between League One Wigan and champions-elect Manchester City turning into a real humdinger of an encounter. Red cards, pitch invasions, tunnel bust-ups and the biggest FA Cup shock since, well, Wigan beat Manchester City the last time. All it needed was a dog on the pitch and it would have had the full hashtag magic of the FA Cup repertoire on show. (laughs) Instead of a dog, however, we got Northern Ireland's European Championships hero, Will Griggs, ending City's dream of doing the quadruple. Will Griggs on fire! Your defense is terrified! And if that's not an excuse to play Eric Cantona singing Will Griggs on fire, I don't know what is. La 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 la! It was a hell of a game, but the real action took place away from the field of play, with Wigan fans confronting City's players on the pitch after the final whistle, and Argentinian striker Sergio Aguero reportedly punching an opposition fan. I say reportedly punching an opposition fan, because anyone who thinks that what Sergio Aguero did to the fan was a punch has clearly never stood outside of Weatherspoons at 11pm on a Saturday. As for the manager's reaction, well, clearly Pep Guardiola's mind is already on the weekend's Caribou Cup final between City and Arsenal, because when asked about the incident, he'd already gone full Arsene Wenger. I, did, I was in the, in the locker room, I didn't see it. The Frenchman would be proud. In fact, much of the chat from fans was about Guardiola himself and him behaving just like a man outside of Weatherspoons at 11pm as he walked down the tunnel at half-time involved in a heated argument with the Wigan staff, prompting all the if Josie had done that posse into full if Josie had done that mode on Twitter. At Kiran Gokhan tweeted, Mourinho would have been drawn and quartered if he behaved like Guardiola did against Wigan. And H to the Q said, Guardiola could shoot a referee with a semi-automatic on live TV and the FA wouldn't charge him. And Mourinho could wink at a ref and get a lifetime ban. Yeah, bang on. If Jose had done that, he'd have been stripped naked, whipped and hung from the rafters of the Etihad Stadium, which admittedly might be a slightly unusual step from the FA but at the same time, you probably wouldn't rule it out. But whilst Pep may have been acting like a pissed bloke in the pub who thinks you're eyeing up his missus when in fact you're just wondering when he's going to stop leaning on the fruit machine for support at half-time, by the time the match was over and he was in front of the cameras, he'd calmed down completely. In fact, he didn't seem bothered by the loss at all. I judge my team for the intentions, not for the results. And the intentions during the season, even today, was good. Which is great news. It means the quadruple's still on. City can still win the league, the League Cup, the Champions League, and most importantly of all, the Intentions Cup. That's the one they all want to win, right? Mm. Isn't that kind of like the medal you get at school sports day for just being really crap at everything, but trying really hard? And when, of course, I say you get at school sports day, 
I mean, I got. The Blues could well chalk the second of those trophies off their to-do list this coming weekend when they face Arsenal in the League Cup final, as Arsene Wenger continues his experiment to see which uninspiring thing he can win whilst hanging on to his job at the same time. But for a change, it's not been Arsene Wenger who's been upsetting Arsenal fans recently. It's been one of their players, Spanish right-back Hector Bellerin. He laid into Arsenal Fan TV the other day during a talk he gave at the Oxford Union. I think um, it's so wrong for someone that claims to be a fan and their success is fed of a failure. So how can that be a fan? So I think there's just people um, hustling, trying to make money their way. Hang on, Hector Bellerin is supposed to be Spanish, right? He's not Spanish. He sounds like he's from Croydon. Is he just growing his hair, putting on a slight Spanish accent and pretending he's from Spain just to sound a bit exotic with the ladies? Is his real name in fact Harry Bell? On one hand, it is great that Hector and his Arsenal teammates feel the same way about Arsenal fan TV as pretty much everyone else. Embarrassing. Quite. But on the other hand, if your main gripe is that they feed off failure, you could, well, maybe, you know, just stop failing. At least the Arsenal fan TV boys show a bit of passion, eh? Unlike some Sky TV pundits. Pundits like ex-England defender Paul Parker, who was spotted by Twitter user at JLGOT after being tasked with covering the Gunners Europa League game, where he managed to conjure up a level of energy akin to the legendary South American GOAL celebrations when Monreal put the London team 1-0 up early doors. Arsenal have had a lot of possessions, taken them about eight minutes or so to actually get their first attempt at goal. Here it comes, they've just scored. That makes Phil Neville look like Jonathan Pearce. Looks tough, he is tough. The ball's there to be won. He'll take ball and man with it. Wigan fans, City fans, Arsenal fans, TV pundits, in fact most people in football could probably learn a thing or two about winning and losing in good grace from two different stories that have emerged in the last few days. The first is Iceland, whose fans and team lit up the European Championships in 2016 with their fantastic support and it looks like they're going to do the same at the World Cup in Russia. 66 thousand fans have requested tickets for the country's game in the finals which on one hand doesn't really seem like that many people does it it's not even enough to fill old trafford but bear in mind that iceland has a population of 330,000 people meaning that 20 percent of the population want to go to the world cup that is the equivalent of 13 million england fans heading out to russia which, if happened, would cause all sorts of problems. I'm not even sure they've got enough patio furniture out there for them to smash up. Although apparently, I hear it's eight quid for a pint in Iceland. I'd be pretty keen to leave as well. However many tickets they end up getting and however many fans they end up taking, they will do well to create half the atmosphere of this one bloke. Be wells on fire! Your support is very dire! Be wells on fire! Your support is very dire. Be wells on fire. 
No, 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 that no, no, is the soul Witham Town supporter James Beardwell standing on his own in a covered terrace after being the only fan to turn up to their North Division clash away against Grey's Athletic. He reportedly sung and danced like that for the whole of 90 minutes, despite his team losing 4-1. He has to be the football fan of the year. James, we are on the left side. Salute you. Thanks and goodbye. That's today's show done. Make sure you have subscribed so you get the next on the left side as soon as it's ready. That'll be Monday, unless you're listening after Monday, in which case the new show is already out. This is an old show, so you can go back and listen to the new show. In fact, why not binge on a whole load of on the left side goodness? Go on. I won't tell. Go and have another one. Listen to another one. Go on. It's our little secret. Go on. Go on. Go on. Bye-bye. On the Left Side is a Paint Your Headphones production written and produced by Ant McGinley and Jim Salverson.